It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. We're past Thanksgiving and the Bruins are in the playoff structure, I think. In, in, yeah, and well, not that it matters much because this is fluid, but um, as of the time of this recording on the afternoon of uh, November 25th, they are in the, the, uh, the optimal, singular, most optimal spot in the entire Eastern playoff structure. No, Wild Card 1 gets you out of the East, gets you away from, from Toronto and Tampa until the third round. All right, all right. <laughs> end the season now. <laughs> yep, just end it. Let's go. Playoffs. I'm ready. Um, I mean, mind you, this snapshot does involve uh, the Caps in the first round. And while they're not very good, it does mean be. So replace all their blood with beer. Let's go. <laughs> Honestly, that would that probably take them out of DTs, and they'd probably get better. Replace all of their blood with. Uh, I was just gonna say replace all of their beer with blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> replace. Replace all their blood with molasses. Let's go. That checks out. <laughs> All right. But now I'm just picturing. Now I'm just picturing Alex Ovechkin losing his left foot to diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're past Thanksgiving, and we're in that wonderful time of year. You know that Christmas time. Because, yes, it's not December, and, well, I actually do have snow on the ground at my house. It is the most wonderful time of the year. So I have to ask this question. Why do people like or love love actually? We've discussed this a little bit before. This is actually our hype thing. Woohoo! We got all excited about this. Why? It is awful. Jeff, I think you have the best description of what it is. It, it, it is a big whole bunch of tropes in a bucket made of more tropes. Right. It is just awful. And it's like, are you trying to say that love is kind of crappy and cruel and sometimes okay? And then we and have frequently to... Frequently really self-centered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a way to improve this movie. Now, Tim has not seen this movie. We're not going to tell him to see this movie. Tim, have you seen any of the other movies that we prescribed? Yes. He did see Guardians 1 eventually. Yeah. Pretty sure I saw the second You saw what? Pretty sure I saw the second one eventually, too. Oh, yeah, because it's on Netflix. It's still on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. You should watch Thor Ragnarok. That's fun. Yes. Oh, that's on Netflix now, too. Yeah. And did you see Black Panther? I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's fantastic. You're going to see it. Anyway, okay, sorry, sorry, Jeff, sorry. I'm just excited. I get excited about these things. Ready? I have a way to fix this movie. Deadpool. Is he going to be hunting them like his original list in the first movie? Yes. That's <laughs> how you can fix Love Actually. It'll be Deadpool Actually. Perfect. Let's do it. I mean, you know that Deadpool, he's a lover. He is. He is. But he hates those tropes. He will make fun of them and shoot them all up. And everything will be great. Let's do it. Uh, incidentally, uh, Deadpool has a very Deadpool Christmas or whatever the hell it is. It's like a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2 that's coming out for one night only on the 11th. I am oh. tempted to go see it only because I love Ryan Reynolds. 
oh my god, Ryan Reynolds in every role in Love Actually would be really funny. Except in the Deadpool mask and all of them. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> no, he's got a, yeah, yeah. The whole costume, you can put other dresses and things over it. Yeah, that's fine. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds doing things in the Deadpool mask and everything, I saw something because he's going to play Pikachu in the new uh, Pikachu live-action movie, or Pokemon live-action movie. I saw Pikachu dressed up as Deadpool. Yes! And it was kind of hilarious. Deadchu or Pika-Deadpool or Pikapool. Pikapool. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So, yeah, that's how I would fix love, actually. Just, just wanted you to know that. Okay, I guess we should get back to talking about hockey. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bruins have um, played a week's worth of games um, <laughs> without um, Zidane Chara or Patrice Bergeron. Also, incidentally, still missing Charlie and Erho and Carlo. It's actually has it only been a week? Yeah, Ber- Bergie only went out last. Friday. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, Char was out, um, he he left the Colorado game on the 14th. It's only been a week! <laughs> it's only been a week! It feels like it's been longer! That said, somehow they're 3-0-1 without either of them. 3-3, three, three, what? 3-0-1 three, oh, without either of them. Okay. They won three games and they lost one in overtime. Without both. I'm not counting the Arizona oh. game because they had Bergie for the Arizona game. No, no. You mean the Colorado game. Well, I'm, they, not, well, I'm also not counting that. Like, they had Bergie for more of the Arizona game than not. Um, da- Dallas game, rather. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, they had Bergie for Dallas. They didn't have Bergie for Arizona. That's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. All these, like, mediocre Sunbelt teams are all the same to me. <laughs> Okay, all right, I understand what you're saying now. It just took me a little bit because I wrote this down in a really obtuse way that makes no sense because I had them playing eight games, apparently. (laughs) They only played six, including Colorado. They only played three since our last show. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's in your head. <laughs> Says you. Detroit, Pittsburgh, and Montreal. <laughs> in my head, we've already... I'm in the future. We've already gone through the injuries and everybody's back. <laughs> I mean, like, cool. <laughs> I am apparently delusional. Okay. Yes, they are 3 0 and two without both of them. No, three oh and two without Chara. Three oh and one without both. All right, there we go. They've only played four games without either of them. Either way, they're playing better than anyone could have expected. Like, don't get me wrong. A lot of these games are these games are all both directions. Incidentally, coin flips. They're all one goal games, right? They can easily go each of them, but both the losses and the wins could easily go the other way. So the point is, and, they, and the Bruins are generally speaking, last night notwithstanding, grinding their opponents to dust. These are really slow, mostly pretty slow-paced games, too. Low shot volumes and all that. We'll circle back to the more recent one, because that one's a bit of an exception there. And um, they're making it work for them. 
you know? Yeah. JFK's gradually starting to look, you know, like he knows what he's doing, you know. You're getting some confidence there. He's got a couple goals in the last last week. And a split lip. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> and um, Brandon Carlo is... Uh, not Brandon Carlo. I'm sorry. Jake DeBrusque is... Uh, you just want to hurt me so much. <laughs> anyway, as we discussed last week, you, you can't game plan for Jake DeBrusque. No, no one can plan for Jake DeBrusque. <laughs> <laughs> no one can. You can't do it. But seriously, that game yesterday, though, in the Montreal game, that 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 um, uh, crew on that four and four, Krug sets up shop in Gretzky's office behind the net, and the, the tic tac toe play to to DeBrusca front and in, beautiful. <laughs> now, who also scored in that game last night? David Backus. David Backus. And actually, it was a really great single one man effort too. It was an unassisted goal. He um uh, who the fuck was it that he uh, that, that, that he um uh, deked, uh, deked out of their jock um I can't remember who is that to know I don't know let me see uh, I'll look it up keep talking I also Anyways. when for the Bruins over the last month as well so Tuka Rask over the last month seven games played thirteen goals against nine thirty four save percentage guys Tuka Rask is actually good. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like his bad number, his bad overall numbers. Which, incidentally, his on the season numbers are not are fine now at nine at nine one three. League average at the moment nine oh eight. Basically, if you subtract out the disaster in the Washington in Washington on opening night, he's been fine the entire way through. He also was only allowed one more goal than Halak has, as it happens, just in yep. like a, just in like a hundred fewer shots. That's all. <laughs> Actually good. Yeah, weird, right? It's funny how that works out. So, other interesting things this week. Code Can... Oh my god, Code Kanyemi. Code Kanyemi. Yes. Whoo, that's a name. Yeah, so he uh, he jocked that 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 18 or 19-year-old, however old he actually is, um, uh, right out of his jock. Scored a nice goal. Yeah, he picked his pocket. It was great. And, uh... And he got, you know, his uh, face taken off with the, the, the high stick there, which got us the power play that won the game. That's true. So he sacrificed his body as well. Someone else got their first goal in the season in that in, in that goal, too. John Moore. Yep. Um, like everyone so. predicted. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of John Moore, of course, after his brief injury there, he went out. He um, uh, left after, the, after the, the Colorado game as well. Came back in time for Pittsburgh this past Friday. He and, and Kevin Miller came back in the same game and bumped Camphor out of the lineup rather than uh, Clifton or Lozon. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember that those two guys ate a lot of minutes on defense and and Lozon and, and Clifton were lower, much lower in minutes. Yeah. But that's, that's good that you bring up in your veteran guys to take on the load. But then, but then that your spare part is the one that gets bumped rather than the prospects. That's great. That's a good sign, both in terms of coaching ju- in judgment by the coaches and development of the prospects. Camphor, you know what you're going to get at this point. They were confident enough in what they're getting from Camp- from Clifton and Lausanne to stick with it, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, really good. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, about the Habs game in general. Of course, we've talked about the uh, the details, but overall. That was a fun game. 
Oh, yeah. I, ha- I hate the halves so much. Oh, the game was so chippy. And I do like how Max Domi, their new apparent superstar scoring center, becomes a dipshit against the Bruins. I'm happy to see that they're the, one, that, that they're the ones like that now, rather than, you know, all those years with us with Luch. <laughs> Just, you know, becoming supremely stupid against the Habs. <laughs> I really do wish that Kevin Miller would have ripped out Matt, uh, Gallagher, Brendan Gallagher. <laughs> Gallagher's heart, the whole plot, just take it all out. That would have been so fantastic because, you know, Gallagher knew exactly what he was doing when he, he made oh, that yeah. move. And, and of course, you know, because it's at, it's at the uh, Bell Center, the refs swallowed their whistles on a lot of things and then called the Bruins for everything. I mean, there was the matter of... Um, uh... Um, that one ref got, uh, got accidentally cleaned by, uh, Bruin early in the first. Yeah, but you can't, you can't have, hold that resentment. Uh, your refs are people too, right? Yeah, kind but of. you're supposed to be impartial if you're a ref. Well, I mean, you look at the game, if you ignore that, then they were, then that's even worse. Yeah, no, I'm saying that they're, <laughs> they tend to be pretty bad up there. So, oh God. But it, I really wish, I mean, Kevin Miller was like, oh, we talked about it in the plenary box. I'm like. Good for you. But I loved how it was like uh, when they came back, they they weren't exactly out. They weren't on the benches. They weren't in the penalty box right, right away. It was secret. Yeah, they were on double secret probation there for a while. <laughs> it was just like, shh, it's a secret. You can't tell us. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, I, I really wish that they, you know, actually went on to fight afterwards in which case, in which, during which fight Kevin Miller would just like, uh, you know, go full roadhouse and... and manually rip out uh, Gallagher's throat or something. Just, just grab him by the trachea and then remove it. <laughs> I think that's uh, called a fatality in Mortal Kombat. Uh, yes. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> oh, in Mortal Kombat, though, it's punching through their throat and then pulling their spine out through the hole. Do you, Are you <laughs> saying that Kevin Miller can't do that? No. I'm not sure I'd want to see him do it. But I believe he probably could. I, I, we don't have to see him do it. We can imagine that. We have these wonderful things called imaginations that we can imagine that. But I don't want to tell him he can't do that. You try telling well, I'm Kevin. Not, I'm not, not telling Kevin Miller he can't do things. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I wish I could meet Kevin Miller. I'm like Kevin. I'm going to tell you a bunch of things that you can't do, so please respond in kind. <laughs> <laughs> please respond in your customary fashion. Just punches you across town. <laughs> no, I'm a lady and I'll be wearing glasses. <laughs> okay, so he'll like punch Glenn across town? <laughs> No, because you shouldn't punch him as a proxy. I didn't sign have him sign up for that. It's till death do you part. It's not till Kevin Miller decides to punch you out in in proxy for being irritated at your wife. That's, I mean, that would that would be <laughs> death do you part, probably. <laughs> that's a really long way to say till death do you part, and I don't think that's what he signed up for. Honestly, I think wedding should say that now. <laughs> <laughs> Until Kevin Miller punches your soul clear out of your body. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> there are going to be some really interesting Bruins fans' weddings coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have had that delight. I have decided that I have a new name for the, the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Oh, do tell. <laughs> I call them fart suckers. They do smell of farts. They do smell of farts. <laughs> they like to suck them, too. I mean, that's why they smell of farts. They got fart on the breath. I just was so irritated. It's like, fuck you guys. Stop it. Get away from my players. I wanted to go beat them up. Bunch of shits. They are. Bunch of and then when they scored twice in the, what was it? Was it the third when they did that? It was third. It was, it was, it was yeah. I was like, come on, guys. You've done a really good job of not scoring all this game. You could continue to not score. Can we talk about how, how not good a goalie carry price is now? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I have him in my, like, competitive... My, 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 my competitive uh, of my, uh, hockey pool, so, so not one of any of the Bobby DeBrugge ones. This was, like, the one with one of my buddies from grad school and a bunch of his friends. It's not going well. Also drafted Drew Doty and and, and, and Andre Kopitar early, early, and that's going badly for me too. <laughs> you know, it could be worse. You could have Dougie. <laughs> I also have Dougie in that team. Oh. <laughs> I still have William Nylander, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Nylander not playing is still better than Dougie playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't be so upset if it was a keeper league. I Our mean, most valuable players in that team are, are Eric Stahl and, um, and Mike Hoffman. <laughs> oh, God, you drafted Mike Hoffman. Aren't you afraid that his girlfriend's going to tear up your team? <laughs> this is such a shitty team. I think it might be, might be for the best. <laughs> How do you know she's not exerting that influence? <laughs> I mean, that might explain why Anders Lee started. Anders Lee started the season awesome and has been less so. <laughs> yeah, she's so toxic that she affects all these fantasy leagues. <laughs> I would say that was really catty and bitchy, but it's true. <laughs> okay, anyway, go ahead. In any case, um, uh, yeah, he's he's. he's He's not good. Um, to be honest, I'm except for that season he won the heart and like one or two other seasons. Gary Price has never been that good. Last year, the only person that would be that, that would say this was uh, out there that would say such things was Dave Loso, and he's you know spot fucking on. Come on, load. Okay, so his um uh, his recent um uh, um uh, save percentages are right, eight ninety seven this year. Oh, that's not good. Oh, that's bad. Nine hundred last year. That's also bad. What okay, is good nine... in comparison? So right now, league average is .908, which is a little low than normal. League average is usually in the vicinity of, of .911, .912. Okay, I was going to say .913 is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like, okay, so he was 9.23 and 16.17, played 62 games, and he was 933 in uh, 1415. And yes, he was 934 in 1516, but he played 12 games. And he like and he stepped on the puck and got that knee injury, right? Oh, wait a minute. Was 2016 was that when I uh Yeah, it was when you broke him. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's me. That was all me. I did it. I did a good job. Yeah, um, remember it's how, how it's how the Bruins managed to lose that game to the um Habs being backstopped by Mike Condon. Oh god. 
Oh. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Well, I can't take credit for. Well. Anyway, it it did um. Carrie Price's big expensive uh, contract kicking yet? This is the first year of it. Huh, okay. <laughs> Everybody thinks that the haves are overperforming right now, right? Well, yeah, you know, they they are. Like they're, they're they're putting up good underlines and stuff, but they just don't have the talent to keep this up that long, right? Like, okay, Max Domi is increasingly not looking like a fluke right now, but at the same time, it's like we have a fair bit of sample of what Max Domi is as well. It's probably somewhere in between. They're not a good team. Um, mm, okay. People complain about the Duca contract, but I can't imagine having that Gary Price oh, contract. Oh, God, the Price contract. Like, seriously. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, um, I wouldn't want that contract for a goalie at all. No, he's, he's 31 now and is signed for seven more seasons after this one at $10.5 million. So he'll be 38 at the end of this contract, and he's already putting up nine. And he and he hasn't, and he's been 900 or below since he signed it. And this is not one of those contracts where the last years of the contract, uh, the cap hit goes down, right? Oh no, no, he's too young at the end for that. So the cap hit stays the same. Now his actual salary falls through the floor. His base salary, the last three years, is actually well, his base salary all the way through is nothing because it's almost all bonuses. Um, for example, this year he made he made thirteen million at the beginning of July and his signing bonus is only being paid two million for the over, over the course of the season. Oh well, yeah. When you get paid that much, you can pretty much do that. But like yeah, all the way through it's mostly uh, signing bonuses. Like the last year he still got seven and a half million dollars, uh, five and a half in sign in bonuses and two million in base salary. Well, better them than us. Yeah. Yep. yep. I'm just I'm delighted about it, you know, and of course they, you know, still have uh that Shea Weber contract until the end of time as well. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Carey Price's contract makes Shea Weber's contract look good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Weber's is longer. I mean, I think Weber's was a 14-year contract or something when he signed it. It was, yeah. But we are some distance into it as well, so. But it still runs until 24-25. Nope, 25-26. It ran out of, I ran out of chart on Cap Friendly. <laughs> oh my god it's one two three four five six seven. yeah so price and um and and weber's contracts run till the the same period at the end of time and shea weber is going to be about 65 when that contract's up right weber is currently 33 and he's uh he's not zdano chara no, no. He is not going to be a, use, a, a, a useful, a practical use of meat at the end of that contract. The one good thing, well, the second good thing Philly's ever done was the Shea Weber contract because they were the ones that signed him to that offer sheet that created the contract. Now, the thing about it, though, is um, uh, it's the Preds that have have most liability there. The last three years of the con- of the contract, Weber's only getting a million dollars each year, and if he retires, the the Preds are the ones that are going to get their shit kicked on the whole um, uh, recapture thing, unless that goes away in the next CBA. So, what would be the recapture on that? I'm sorry. Okay, so so basically, you know, recapture is calculated by the number of years left on the contract, with um and the amount of the difference between your total cumulative cap hit to date and cumulative salary. Mm-hmm. If the cumulative salary is higher than cumulative cap hit at the time of retirement, that remainder is divided over the remainder number of years on the contract. Okay. So um, unfortunately, one of the old, one of the other defunct sites, I think it was, I think um, uh, 
it might have been cap geek it might have been the one after it had calculators for recapture penalties unfortunately cap friendly doesn't do that um but like those last three years was only a million dollar salary and the problem is, is the preds paid all of his most expensive years but only for a couple of them mm. they paid him 14 million dollars a year for the first four years of his te- of his 14 year contract which means they have a lot of cap to make up as more of the contract passes so the worst thing about it is those, um, if, if whoever were to decide to retire, it's uh, mostly the Preds that get fucked. Well, you know what? They're the ones who made the contract, so they deserve it. I mean, I'd like the, the haves to be screwed here, but I think they screwed themselves enough by getting rid of P.K. Subban because he was bad in the room. I say that. Meanwhile, they've since traded the captain who they, you know, allegedly traded P. Subban because they didn't get along. Does anybody really get along with Max Pacioretty? He seems Probably like a not. dick. He seems know? like the kind of guy that dogs don't like. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's bad. You don't want that kind of guy, ever. No. Imagine if he had, like, ten dogs and they all hated him. Wow. I just pictured him, just, I just pictured him getting torn apart by ten dogs. <laughs> oh. Well, I, wasn't, I, my, I was a little more charitable. I just thought of ten dogs just kind of going up to him and, like, like doing the equivalent of a dog shrug and then walking away. Oh, okay. Do you okay? First of all, I would just want to share a cute. No, I do not want ten dogs to eat get Max Pacioretty because I don't want the poor dogs to be stuck eating his rancid flesh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Vegas was. We went on a family walk this this early evening and it got dark very quickly. But anyway, she saw somebody that she knows and this older lady named Mary Ellen who loves dogs and all the dogs love her and Vegas saw her and she immediately went up to her and sat down and that tail was wagging back and forth because she was going to get a liver treat. It is just so cute. It is so cute to see dogs who love people who aren't their people. That's all. Just want to say that. Oh, I I think that the Bacchuses are only down to two dogs down from four. I think two passed away this year, but I didn't really hear about it. That's... By the way, I'm disappointed they didn't pick Vegas for the Pucks and Pups calendar. You know what? That was my fault. I did not submit anything because I couldn't get her to sit long enough to do it. I will do it next year. It's okay. You know, if you want, I will send you a picture. I'll send you a picture of Vegas. And you can print it out and put it on your calendar. <laughs> yeah, you could, I, You know what? That's it. I'm so I get, So you're saying I get to pick the Bruin who I Photoshop Vegas with? Yes. Oh my God. Oh my god, I could do that. I could take this year's Obviously, calendar. it's going to be Carla. It's going to be like Carlo, Achari, and Bacchus all hanging out with Vegas. Every month. Every month it's going to be the same. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh no, I, I'm gonna, I feel like I want to take this year's Pucks and Pup calendar and just take the pictures and I don't know. Do you really need the calendar part? <laughs> and and then I'll put Vegas's face over all the dogs' <laughs> I really should make a Vegas calendar for people. You can do that. I don't work in Photoshop, so um maybe I'll have to learn that. Oh my god, yeah, that's what I need to do. Okay. I'll send you a calendar that's just Vegas. All the Vegas you want in Pucks and Pups. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> We've turned into a 
episode of Supernatural, it seems. <laughs> Tim, that's every episode. <laughs> I mean, we've got people who are vampires that are playing for his team, people who are the answer to but we don't know the question of uh, the ultimate question of life, universe, and everything. What else do we have in this team? We've got a guy you can't plan for. Uh, we've used our time machine at least a couple of times this year. Uh, oh, and don't forget the time-traveling dick wizard. How is this not like an episode of Supernatural or whatever your favorite sci-fi slash comedic thing is? It's a very good question. Yep. I just don't know. Speaking of the dick wizard, there's been no news out of the Czech Republic about his exploits of late. I'm assuming he's just fucking his way across the countryside. Well, he's got a knee injury, so he's not playing. Oh, does he? Yep. I hadn't... But you know what? I hadn't caught that. You know what you can do when you have a knee injury? You can Fuck your way across the countryside. Exactly. (laughs) He is making new hockey players. He is is inseminating an entire generation of of Czechs. Yep. There you go. In 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 twenty years, they're going to be they're going to be top of the hockey class because like now 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 his his time traveling dick wizardry is focused in one place. Man, you do not want to play against any of the Czech teams. Long story short, Jeremy Yager has been has been put out to stud. <laughs> <laughs> can you buy his semen online? <laughs> I mean, you can buy peanut butter with the space on it, so... <laughs> That's not the same thing! <laughs> My point is you can buy a lot of unconventional Yager-themed product, uh, products. <laughs> But I want to know that this is primo semen. I don't want like some some other guy's semen with his, with Yager's face on it. It's just like some Billy Bob with a uh, with a um, uh, with a mullet. <laughs> I mean, that's the risk you take with the internet. <laughs> that's true. So don't buy any Yaromir Yager semen. Don't do it. Because it's probably source. because it's probably just some guy named Chuck beating off in a mason jar. <laughs> oh, Chuck! I think this is probably the best show we've ever done. <laughs> I the only thing that I feel bad for is Chuck because I feel like we just shit all over him, and he's just trying to make a living. <laughs> Well, you know, I bet his philosophy is do what you love and you never work a day in your life. <laughs> yes, our show is very much like Supernatural, but we're not going to feed Patrick to dogs. Um, and we no, have... Hellhounds, though. We might feed them to hellhounds. <laughs> well, sure. Well... Yes, that sounds reasonable to me. So the Habs are do to collapse at some point and we're all going to enjoy it it's going to be fantastic as it always is and oh god Claude is wearing like the goatee full time now ah, that's not a good sign remember when Pat when Chiarelli started doing that that was like right up until that was right before he got fired <laughs> you know what I kind of wish they would fire him get somebody more oh that's right I want Guy Boucher to go there and well, wear out his welcome quickly. But anyway, actually, speaking of firings and Peter Shirelli, um, was that this week? Or was that last week? Was it... well, I, I don't think we mentioned it. Uh, McClellan, he's yep. fired. McClellan, your 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 least favorite coach got fired. 
Why is he my least favorite coach? You've, you've ranted at great length about how much you hate um, uh, Todd McClellan's facial hair. Oh, God. Well, it's because it's like, he. it looks <laughs> like he never shaves. It's like, dude, shave. Except for that part. He shaves elsewhere. Just He's got this awful, awful, thin goatee. Oh, it's just like, I, I don't, is his hair adamantium and it just doesn't cut? I, I don't get it. He's, yeah. I mean, that is a reason why I don't like him because he just, he looks like a, well, he doesn't look like a hockey coach when he no. looks like that. He looks unkempt. It's not good. I mean, but then they went from him and then they hired Foghorn Leghorn, so. Yes, uh, Ken Hitchcock, Edmonton native. Who's tried to retire twice in the last two and a half years. This hasn't um, really been going his way. No. Uh, so. and, and Peter Shirelli said that uh, he thought that Hitch was uh, going to turn the season around in a short amount of time. He was good status, uh, uh, statistician. I don't think that's it. Um, he, you know, he's a good tactician. He's gonna gonna turn it around in the short amount of time, which means there he's only being kept for this this season. Well, because Chiarelli is clearly only being kept for this season. Like, there's no scenario he's not fired at the end of the season, right? Right, because he's been inept and dumb. <laughs> Inept and in, incompetent. Those are the two words. But, like, it's almost like it's performance art, the level of bad. Like, come on, like an actual chimpanzee could do better. Well, like, a chimpanzee, much like the potato, a chimpanzee wouldn't have made any of those dumb trades. It wouldn't have signed, it wouldn't have signed Luch because it's a chimpanzee. It's like he saw what McTavish did and he thought, I could be worse. I can trade away Taylor Hall. One, one for one trade, by the way. One for one trade. I can lose the Eberle trade twice. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. So, so inventive. He's just finding new ways to suck at being a GM. He went to Harvard. <laughs> S-Man somehow got a cup, but you got to remember, um, uh, you know, Berge, of, that, uh, of that team, Bergeron and Krejci, of course, were already drafted well before he started with, with Boston. Technically... Officially, he had no part in the draft that brought in Kessel, which becomes important tangentially, Luch or Ma- or, Marsh- or, or, or Marchand, because he wasn't allowed to join the team, join them, join his new team until middle of August, middle of July that year, because the Sens were being dicks. Mm-hmm. So technically, he didn't sign Chara or Savard, although obviously Chara happened because he made it happen. But anyway, yeah. Um, so, like all the important pieces of that team. Either weren't or were barely his. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. Lots of people can luck into cups. They can. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So that happened this week. So that was fun. No, Quenville got Quenville's still not hired. I, yeah, I, that's the weirdest thing is that is that the Blues fire fired Mike Yo. Yeah, he deserved and, it. Well, yes, he certainly did. Like, oh, and incidentally, Doug Armstrong is so fired at the end of the season too. Hmm. Well, after after how much he did this past summer, and then have the team fall flat on its face because they don't have their first this year or next. <laughs> oh, poor Blues fans. Okay, um, or something like no, I got that wrong. No, no, they, it's only one one first they traded. It isn't necessarily this year. It's the same terms that um, Colorado got on the got on a first that the that that from, from Ottawa. So like it's this year, but it's top ten protected. Or top 10 optional. If it gets in top 10, they can elect to postpone. But then they're going to be like the Sens and potentially giving up giving up uh, first overall. But uh, 
Yeah. Um, and then they hired um, Craig Berube. Who was assistant? He was an assistant with them, right? Yeah, and he previously was the head coach, a um, rather bad head coach with um, uh, the Flyers. Oh, yes. Um, yes, yes. I'm hired when they fired um, uh, when, they, when they fired LaViolette three games into the season, when, whatever year that was. 2013. It was 2013 because I was up in Canada when it happened. Ah. That is how I know that. And in fact, I might have actually been in... Where was I? No, I don't think I was in Edmonton. Well, okay, so that, yeah, because that happened early season. Like, I hadn't, I didn't get to watch the opening of the beginning of the season because I was still in, in camp at the time. I'm going to confirm this just, just for funsies. Anyway, so Craig Berube was a, was a coach for that in the next season, I think, in in Philadelphia, and is now the interim head coach in in St. Louis. So this um, uh, Colleton guy that was hired in in, uh, Illinois, in in for the Hawks is the only of the coaches of the the coaches brought in with all these firings that um, isn't tagged as permanent. And Quenneville is still at large. Okay, ready. After an 0-3 start to the 2013-14 season by the Flyers, LaViolette was fired October 7, 2013. He was replaced by assistant coach Craig Berube. I think I was in Edmonton at that point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so there's some, uh, yeah, that's weird. Like, seriously, people are hiring all these, like, mediocre got mediocre or played-out guys for, for to interim coaches, like, you know, God, we be whoever the fuck this Colleton guy is, Baruby, Hitchcock, Desjardins. Um, when Quenneville, Tippett, and uh, I don't feel so hot about this guy, but like Vigneault is a decent enough coach, are all on the market. Yep, it just seems very weird. I mean, I, I mean, Tippett's the weirdest one. Tippett's been out of work an awfully long time for someone who's usually pretty well regarded as a coach. So some of that might be him not not feeling it, just you know enjoying advising the embryonic Seattle franchise. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. That could be it. I thought you were going to say it's weird that one of my, I know where I was when that happened moments was Peter Lafayette like getting fired. <laughs> I mean, that's also really, really fucking strange. I mean, the fact that he ended up being, being the Preds coach and that you eventually ended up, you know, having the Preds as your mistress team, it all sort of fits in the end, but like that was, but that that, those, that, that that latter development was years away from happening. You hadn't discovered Roman Yossi yet. No, no, I, I hadn't. I hadn't discovered him until 2015 when I was like, well, uh, who was hiding this from me? Sorry. It's true. It's like, uh, like if I, if Mandy had not shown me, I would not have known. But anyway, yeah, it was just weird. I just happened to remember watching a lot of Sportsnet at that time. Uh, yeah, that would do it now. Yeah, so it's like you turn on ESPN here, and you're gonna get a bunch of crap that you don't really care about. But you turn on Sportsnet up in Canada, and they're gonna talk about hockey. They are. Um, they're gonna talk about the Leafs, the Leafs more than you have any interest in. But like, that's just the cost to doing business, I suppose. Well, this was Sportsnet West. From what I hear, even West, they talk about the Leafs more than they should, particularly because it's Sportsnet West. They didn't that day. I mean, 2013-14 was not a great time to talk about the Leafs. Yeah. Well, I think that now is not a great time to talk about them either. But the Bruins play them tomorrow, though. So. I know we're going to have to talk about them, though. I know. Seriously, though, I'm actually kind of sick of the Leafs, because, like, a bunch of, like, 
social of least fan social media personalities have just become in fucking sufferable with them being good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Dangle comes to mind pretty high on the list. Jeff Follett is possibly worse. I Even don't... Down Goes Brown is lose is a little less fun with the Leafs good. What are <laughs> three people I don't follow on Twitter? You don't follow Down. How do you not follow Down Goes Brown? I don't. <laughs> well, I told him to fuck off that one time. I'm surprised he didn't block me. He charitably he did not block me. We did. I did apologize. He, I told him I was upset. It was when the Senators won. Um, yeah, so, but, you know, I mean, I don't follow him. I mean, he writes for, 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 for The Athletic now, and you don't have an athletic subscription, so, like, eh, and his, his Twitter persona was never it was never as good as his writing. Now, I will say credit, writing for The Athletics allowed him to go back to his roots and in, in terms of, you know, fake transcripts and things like that. You know, whereas all that time working for Sportsnet, he had to act like a real journalist. It, it, he was good at it, but not... It was not the best use of his skills. But another <laughs> thing is, is that forever, I'm going to always think about how he doesn't say drama. He says drama. Yeah, that's a Canadian thing. I, I know. And I just like can't, Almost across the board. Like the minute you said down goes brown, I just thought drama. So I take it you listened to uh, Biscuits exactly once. <laughs> I listened to it exactly once. And I was like, oh, ow, this hurts. Again, that podcast confused me because it's two very funny guys, and it was an aggressively unfunny podcast. It was. It was so hard. But but anyway, look, I'm not going to – everybody follows whoever they want. That's fine. I just don't follow them. I never really saw what everybody saw in Steve Dangle. Jeff, Jeff Lett just seemed like a dick. So He's, made, he's gotten worse. <laughs> okay. See, I don't, need, I don't need that in my life. That's fine. Oh, can we just talk about the hockey Twitter emoji now? I feel like it should have just been like automatically inserting the uh, the, the the everything is fine dog on fire um uh, gif into into tweets that had hashtag um uh, hockey Twitter. That 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 would be good, right? That would right. be that would be better than the emoji. Um, just 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 put the dog on fire in every time someone does that. The, the emoji, the emoji really should be um, the hockey stick and puck and a pile of doo doo. That's what it should be. Oh, the poop emoji, but with a hockey stick. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's hockey Twitter. That's it. Right there. <laughs> that would be perfect. I'm sorry. I'm. I knew we had to brainstorm this. We had to work on this together uh, because Mandy and I were trying to think of how you could say no fun allowed. Uh, in a, in a, I mean, and sometimes it can. It, it, you have to have a sliding scale for what it shows up because sometimes you got to go beyond the, uh, the the poop emoji and the hockey stick emoji. It should be like the poop emoji and then the eggplant emoji because hockey Twitter can be that shit dicked. <laughs> <laughs> How about if we have a poop emoji that uh, is wearing a no fun allowed shirt and it's 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 carrying the hockey stick? Yeah. Tim, Tim you got any thoughts on this? Uh, honestly, the no fun allowed thing it, that has to be incorporated somehow. It just hockey Twitter to me just it's got to be like old man yelling at cloud meets no fun allowed meets a dumpster fire. It, it, the the weirdest thing fire. too, actually, is that like the uh, people that are um, uh, that are generally advocates of fun hockey and how hockey should have more personalities are like the biggest fucking drags on hockey Twitter, right? Like the salty assholes that don't like watching the players have fun are better, are, are, are less miserable somehow. Speaking of salty assholes that don't like players, don't watching like watching the players have fun. Oh, yes. 
Brian Burke. <laughs> he's uh he's taking some issues with the uh with the Canes um uh, Sally. Oh god. Like if he was complaining about Dougie flossing, then I'd be on board because that shit's dumb. Yeah, well, I think we talked about this, how, like, nobody should be doing the floss. Yeah, correct. I think the Keynes should try harder and find a better Sally, but it's awesome that they're doing this and having fun with it, right? But Burke, like, seriously, Burke, what the fuck? Like, you're a crazy man. You you, you don't understand how a tie hurt. <laughs> works. Your hair looks like it's actively trying to escape your scalp. You should be all for ridiculousness. I mean, fuck Brian Burke. You once... Offered, uh, offered to fight Kevin Lowe in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> like, you challenged another GM to a barn fight. And you're against players having fun. What the fuck, Brian Burke? I just hate it. I, I just hate it. Look, look, okay. I know that I've complained about... I've complained about the celebration. Only in the fact that, oh my god, I am just so annoyed by it. I, I, I do it. I don't care. I'm not against fun. I think that you have to do whatever you have to do to get the fans in. Get the kids in. Get the fans in. You need to Well, and that's just it. If, you, if, if you're a Carolina Hurricanes fan, there hasn't been a lot to live for in like a decade. Right. Make it fun. Hockey should be fun. I'm a little sick of the hype about it because I'm just like, eh, I just don't care about your team. I'm sorry. And the floss needs to die a death and stuff. I'm, I'm actually much more excited about gritty because gritty is fun and exciting gritty is just is just the perfect mascot for the times for philadelphia as well so yes philadelphia all the time and for for the times yes so it's like it's one of those things where i think it uh things to be really excited about in that are not specifically hockey i'm on team gritty not on team celebration but I have no problem with the fact that they're celebrating and they're making it fun for their fans, for themselves, because, oh, God, why are you playing hockey? If it's just about playing hockey for money, then that sucks. Yeah. Doesn't it? It means you're like, I mean, you're like Ryan O'Reilly or something. Yeah, you probably spell your name wrong, too. Or is that the other Riley? No, it's Morgan My Riley. Pro- yeah, yeah, Morgan Riley is the one with the, the E and I problem. Yeah. Okay, okay, I get them confused. But Ryan O'Reilly, oh, that's the guy who forced himself out of uh, the Avs, and then he got traded. And then out of, and then got traded out of Buffalo due to despondency, and now, and now is the, is now is is in is in St. Louis. And you know what's really funny is the Sabers are doing really well. Yep. I, again, I, I try to say I don't necessarily buy into the concept of a player being poisoned, but uh, all signs point to yes on the matter of Ryan O'Reilly being absolutely fucking toxic. Look, Matt Duchesne, I know they want him to stay in Ottawa, but that guy is poison. Mike Hoffman's girlfriend, maybe not Mike Hoffman, but they're a package deal. So, I mean, she's ruining your fantasy league. So, not to mention what she did to the Carlsons. That was, ugh. So fucked up. So, so very fucked up. All these players on one team. And then, like, have the building collapse, Tim? Is that where you're going with this? Because, like, I'm on board. Um, I prefer to throw throw a space rock at it, but, you know, just just for a sense of finality, make sure it's Montreal when it happens. Um. (laughs) (laughs) All be on one team and just be the hate, the most hated team ever. Oh, Unfortunately, we'd have to send Brad there. We would have to send Brad there, and I'm not willing to do that. 
But then, you know, Brendan Gallagher would be right at home, right there. And Andrew Shaw's already there, too. I know. Gosh. Unfortunately, they traded Pacioretty away, which means they have to have Pacioretty given back. I mean, like, then you have to figure out a package that gets you, that brings Ryan Kessler and Patrick Kane and Corey Perry in. That's a lot of cap hit. You got to figure, you, you got to drop the cap rules for your um, uh, for your meteor, meteor strike team there. And then they somehow have to sign Matt Bartkowski. Just. Uh, everyone, I mean, he would go down in history as being the Paul Henderson of that team. <laughs> Who's Paul Henderson? Paul Henderson is the only not hot non hockey Hall of Famer who was on the um, uh, summit Canada Summit Series team oh, in um, uh, in seventy two. The only player on the team that isn't in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he scored and and he scored the the, the series winner. Oh, <laughs> that's that's rough. That's really really rough. But you got to have uh, guys like that. Not everybody can be the Hall of Famer, I guess. Uh, someone just tweeted a screen grab. Um, I'm not sure where. I thought the source is because it's a screen grab. Oh, it's from uh, NBC Sports Boston. Uh oh. It's video category. Haggerty treating Tuka Rask this summer could be easier. Oh my God! He has been writing the same article again and again. It's cut and paste. It is not even cut and paste. It's like it's not even. It's not even Mad Libs. It's just like he's just shingling now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine building a career having that much of a hate heart on for someone. I can't imagine being like a in charge at NBC Sports Boston and wanting to keep paying this guy. Yeah. It must be. You know what? He must have a bunch of people who do the clicks for him. Oh, he's got click farms. Oh, uh, that must be it because basically, yeah, yeah. So that's what it's got to be. I mean, yes, there are a lot of people who seem to agree or think he knows something or whatever. But I feel then, like the logical extension of, of Hags having click farms is that Hags is uh, somehow tied up in the Mueller investigation and uh, we'll get rid of him that way. I am all for it. Let's do it. Uh, you know, uh, indict him and uh, let's go. Uh, I, I just, I can't believe it. I cannot believe that someone has such a hate boner for Tuka Rask that all of their articles are basically... Oh, let's trade to grass. Oh, it could be easier this summer. I said that two years ago. I didn't even change any words. I just changed the date on the article. I would wonder if he would ever admit to how many times he tried trading in Brad Marchand. Because that was a lot of times he tried doing you that. You know that was how he was... He wanted to trade him for, like, Patrick fucking Marlowe as recently as, like, it was 2015. No. 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 Yeah. No. You know, the thing is, is that you can have an opinion and you can change your mind, right? But when you're confronted with the fact that you you thought this thing, what you can say is, you know what? I thought that at the time and I changed my mind on it. But he doesn't do that. He doubles down on the and he makes it seem like the other person is lying. And that's shitty behavior. Yeah. Friends don't oh, let friends follow gosh. hags. Also, like, the day after, like... Tuca actually playing well in Montreal. We're going to go ahead and just, like, throw this up. Yeah. Can we just have a moratorium on trading Tuca? Like, I actually don't really want to do this. Yeah, I, I don't particularly want to talk about this shit anymore. Thanks, Hags. Go fuck yourself. No, no, I I, I was just saying in general. But, you know, it's like, I, I really hate it. I hate it because it affects our lives because we see this shit all the time. We see people getting trolled for this, like, uh, by 
Tuka haters, and they're all probably hags of Click Farm. So it's just, it's really annoying. It's, can you guys just have a different narrative? Can you think about things a little bit differently? I know it requires thought. Like, there's a lot of things about this team to criticize and complain about. This is not the one. You know what? I think you, what is the more damning thing to talk about is this. Your primary scare, scoring was taken away when you took away uh, Patrice Bergeron. You have some guy who is filling in admirably, but that top line has not been scoring. No, they have not. <laughs> okay. Uh, Marshy and Pasta are like invisible. They're, I know they're trying, but it's not happening. So now you're relying on Krejci and DeBrusque, who no one can plan for. And then the occasional goal from somebody else. Nordstrom will get a goal. That's great. John Moore got a goal. Wow. David Backus got a goal. It's about fucking time. But, you know, the thing is, is that the more damning thing is, is that you guys are squeaking by winning games by one goal. When before, you were beating up on teams like Detroit by beating them 8-2. to two, Okay? Because you had Patrice Bergeron, which is the center of that line. Center of the universe, honestly. Yep. So, so that's the thing you need to concentrate on. Where's the fucking secondary scoring? Your goalie can't stop everything. If you're allowing your goalie to have 38 shots shot at them, and they they save all but two, they're doing a pretty damn good job. It, it's yep. just infuriating. It's like the, nothing less than perfection will be okay for these people, and I bet you every single one of these fuckers is less than perfect in every aspect of their lives. It really fucking irritates me. You know the thing about the whole too is you know our Bruins two la the last two bad outings the Bruins had. You know who started both of those games? Halak. Yeah, and and those two and those two bad outings were catastrophically so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look. You guys need to find something else to complain about. Something valid to complain about. I think taking a look at why your forwards aren't fucking scoring is a pretty beating big deal. Beating this team to death over the... Uh, I, I would be... If I was media... I'd be beating this team to death over this over the complete failure to properly plan about 3C. Yeah. Like, like, like trying to really get into... Like, why did you guys think that one of the kids was going to be ready out of camp? When all of them were, at the time at least, JFK starting to look to get a hang of it, but like at the time we're so manifestly not. Mm -hmm. Like and that is something to really be taking the team to task about. And it's not just because they didn't, you know, they didn't go out and sign someone, they let Riley Nash go, what have you, but that they misjudged their own prospects that badly. Mm -hmm. Like you want to take the beat this team up about it, merciless on this front. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit them over the wingers, over the three young wingers and being underperform, under, underperforming. We shouldn't have, because there was no reason to expect that, right? Particularly Hyman. Well, you've got to hope that they're going to get it back to uh, get it together before, well, before the end, uh, the start of the year. The, like the, that one, that, but that one, people outside the organization thought like, okay, these guys are looking good. This should be decent. But the the three C thing, that's that's where you beat this team up over. It it is very tempting to do the what about? What about if we had kept uh, Riley Nash, who was just too expensive? Okay, right now he's not doing so hot in Columbus. He is. Sometimes the player's right for the system, right? Right, and, and Riley Nash would have been great at three C, but you can't you can't keep players past a certain date. You gotta be you gotta constantly bring up newer guys, and they've gotta get ready. And if they're not ready, that's 
that's a problem. So is it just the sophomore slump for... I think so. Hein, like, like Hein in the last couple of games, Heinen's been great, just hasn't been scoring at all. Yeah. All over the ice, defending great, three zone. It's just very frustrating. It's frustrating to see that, and you hope that they get hot at some point, but you can't count on it right now. Um, right now, we can only... Gosh, we're just trying to get through these freaking injuries. And if you know what? If the team would just score more, that would take a lot of pressure off of the defense and a lot more pressure off of... Uh, uh, off the goalies but people don't think about the game that way they think that goalies are like supposed to stop everything and that um that they can't possibly let one pass them yes i know it looks like oh that was a soft goal or something like that yeah that stuff happens well, what was it? the last game against montreal what was that like 4-0 or something like that or something like that it was a bad game for the bruins the first game yeah it was four nothing i believe and so, so yeah, Rask got shut. Uh, Rask let four goals, but like, what the fuck does that matter if the forwards can't score anything, right? Well, that's usually what I say, um, because basically, it's like if you get shut out, it does not matter how many goals your goalie gives up because it's utterly irrelevant. Did, are you aware that there are three different groups of positions on the ice at any given time? You don't say. Yeah, and like, and like, and like, a bunch of them are responsible for putting the puck in the other net, from what I hear too, though. Yeah, at least two of those groups can do that reliably, you know? So it, it's basically blaming one position, one player specifically, for the faults of your team is phenomenally stupid. Yeah. You're acting as if he's the only player on the ice, and the only time that really happens is in shootouts. So I'm just, I'm tired of it. Look, I get it. Tuca's not perfect. Tuca has bad games. Tuca lets in soft goals. I get it. But you know what? I think you need to stop talking about trading him. I think you need to stop talking like he's the only answer. Because it, it shows, if you're if that's all you want to talk about, you know nothing. You know jack shit about this game. Yep. Now, incidentally, I think we beat that, that, that to death now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm tired. I'm on the, angry. On the, on, the, on the matter of Tuca, he's been playing pretty well since he came back from his leave of absence. You know what? I think Tuca just needs four, just needs a week off in November to get his shit together. That's second year running. You know, we had that four. We had, had last year. It was after he um, uh, it's after Dobby started four games in a row. Then he came back and kicked ass. And Tuca is playing pretty well. And after having been on on, on his leave of absence. Now, why on earth he can't get his shit together in time for October is another question altogether. You know, you know, sometimes when you're doing something, you've got to, you, you know, the, the start of the school year, we'll say. Okay. Start of the school year, you go in thinking, I got this. I know I'm taking these classes. I got all my books. I've got all of these study aids. I've got all these notes. And you go into the first exams and you think, there's no reason why I don't have this. I got all the health that I need. I got everything. I'm I'm ready to go. And you you get your first exam back and it is it's a C. And you went in confidently and you just did not nail it. Maybe it's something like that. It's performance anxiety in the beginning of the season. It's just like he needs to get into the season, get through that somehow. Like and the only way through it is to experience it and then well, in his case, maybe it's to just have a, a little breather and then get back. I don't understand it, but if it's working, I, I just think, look, he's human. Um, he might be ready for the uh, the season in October, but he just, he just kind of freaks out a little bit. 
he has bad games, and then he needs to come back, sort it out. I wish he would go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, uh, you know, a psychologist. Uh, you know, Brad did that, and Brad has been a much better player. And I think it's good for everybody to go do that if they can. I know, you don't want to think about that. You don't want to think of these people as human, but they are. No, no, I, I agree. I have no comment. All right. I'm glad he's playing well. I hope he keeps it going. I hope he, he keeps playing well. But you have to realize that Tuca, while he is the last line of defense... He can't do it on his own. And the forwards, they need... Well, the forwards and the defense, they need to score more. They need to keep the puck away. They need to do all sorts of things. And and they're getting by right now. And it's great because I was sure that they were going to lose all of these games. And they didn't. They're finding a way. But you got to... You know what, guys? You need to, to win by more than one goal. Really yep. show some yeah. goal support. Look, I don't know everything about hockey. I've only been watching for five seasons or so now. But I can tell you one thing. Like any team sport, it never falls on just one player. It never does. And to to um, to, to reduce it to that is just, it's idiotic. That's it. I hate hags. There we go. All done. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fire him into the sun. Motion carried. Make sure he's at the the Bell Center when you have uh, the meteor come down. Oh, absolutely! He's going to be the main beat, the main beat reporter for that team. Okay, yeah. good. That sounds great. Let's do it. Oh, okay. So, what else? So, I guess um, schedule. <laughs> now we'll have a spirited reading of the schedule, followed by an interpretive dance. We apologize to the listeners who will not be able to hear the interpretive dance. <laughs> but I assure you, Tim's dancing is fantastic. <laughs> it's unrivaled. <laughs> so the Bruins have uh, three games this week, starting off with the game that will almost certainly be played several days before any of you hear this episode tomorrow. That is Monday, November 26th. But we did um, tell them last time. We did, playing Toronto, 7 p.m. Eastern Time at whatever it is they're calling the ACC now. Um, is it like yet another Scotiabank bank something? There's I think a bunch it is. Those. I think it is. Mm. Scotia Canadian Tire Rogers place. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the Saddledome. The Saddledome's also a Scotiabank place. <laughs> it's, it's the Scotiabank Saddledome. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Okay, it's actually it's- just Scotiabank Arena. Oh, yeah, because they, they've already used Place, because Place was Ottawa before it became Canadian Tire Center. And, of course, they can't start call, suddenly start calling it the uh, Scotiabank Saddle, Saddle Dome, although that'd be kind of hilarious. Well, it's not shaped like a Saddle Dome, either. Also, no. How about the Scotiabank Gardens? I mean, they could do that. That'd make Leafs friends happy, because they're like, you know, they haven't been able to call one garden since the ACC was built, and they closed the Leafs, Maple Leafs Garden, which went on to become a grocery store. Which I hope is called the garden. That would be so fun. It's not. It's a. It's a Loblaws. Oh, no garden variety. Oh, that's so sad. I still think it should be the Scotiabank Rogers Tire Center Dome Garden. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, they're playing the Leafs, and Leafs fans are insufferable. Those dicks. 
Yes, they are. Yep, and uh, you know they'll be the first uh, team that's you know particularly offensively supercharged that they're slated to be playing in this uh, particular config particular configuration of depleted roster. So uh, you might want to might want to bring some drinks, folks. <laughs> A lot of them. They are missing Austin Matthews, correct? They are. And John Tavares is not playing as he should. Oh, I think he's been doing fairly well of late, actually. That does not fit my narrative. They should trade John Tavares. You know, I think that if they trade him this summer, they could they could uh, successfully do so. <laughs> oh, no, the least people are trying to get them to trade for, for, for hot garbage is right now is, is William Nylander. And to be fair, if he had a contract, they'd be trying to do that, too, because... Don't even get me started about Toronto media on the on the Nylander nonsense, Nylander saga. Incidentally, he has to be signed by Saturday in order to play this season. I I know I saw that. Did you hear? Did you listen to the episode with Ben's nefarious plan? No, please. I'm not telling you. You have to listen to it. But I could discuss it right now. But it's the principle. It's the principle of it. Please. But no, you're supposed to listen to it. I feel like this is tearing you up more than it is me. So, like, fine. Like, don't talk about it then. But, like, please talk about it. Ben's plan involved William Nylander being offer-sheeted by the Bruins. Just do it. Who cares? Who cares about that trading relationship? Just do it. And his brilliant plan was this. They were planning to offer-seat Nylander, but they would give them an out by saying, give us Kadri. And you can keep Nylander. See, I told you! It was a great plan! And he said it better than I did. That's why you need to listen to it. I fucking dig it. I fucking dig it. Now you're going to go back and listen to it. Right? Yes. You probably shouldn't hold me to that, though. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, it's a brilliant plan. You should listen to it. He says it a lot better than I do. It is cold and calculated, and the way he says it is wonderful. Okay, so um, um, then uh, they come back to the garden on Thursday, uh, November 29th. The Islanders uh, come to town. So, you know, brace yourself for some nice Matt Barzal um, uh, narratives. That'll be fun. Can't wait. Uh, Yeah, but you know what happens that game? More importantly, oh, you're right. That's 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 Nifty's Nifty's um, number being retired. I told you that we saw Nifty that game at the suite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he was going up the stairs. We were going down the stairs. And then um, the last game of the week is on Saturday against Detroit, also in Boston at 7 p.m. Eastern. Detroit. I know. Again, really. This is one thing I don't understand about the division. We play, we don't play all of our our division mates the same number of games, right? We play some four times, others five. Why on earth are the Habs always a four team, whereas bullshit teams like the teams in Florida and Detroit are like fives? I don't know. Florida, it's probably because they want an extra day in the winter to just go hang out in Florida, or a couple extra days, you know, because they they make a trip of it. I don't know. I mean, if one Florida team's going to do it, you know both are going to do it. Yeah. Here's the problem. If you had an 80-game schedule, you might have to... You might not have that problem. Or if you added a couple extra games, I guess, conversely, you could... I mean, we're all in agreement here that the season would be better at about 70 to 75 games. Yeah, probably. I would go lower. 
I think 60 is a nice number. I don't know if I'd push that low, but... Well, that would be hard to sustain, wouldn't it? You probably couldn't do that because of the way... Well, I don't know. Whatever. I think that the the playoffs should begin in, like, February. Late February. But I think March... Blech, who cares? Let's go. I, I just hate that the, the two teams that play at the same time... You know, uh, not teams, uh, the two leagues, the... Uh, uh, hockey and basketball, they have their playoffs at the same time and they last forever. I, I will say that, I mean, like, the final shouldn't be in fucking June. <laughs> no, because in June you want to be outside and living life. You don't want to be watching hockey games. But anyway, okay, so I don't I don't get it. I don't, why Detroit again? Ah, oh. okay. Anyway, well, thank you for the schedule, even though I got angry at you because you didn't listen to Ben's nefarious plan. So, listeners, you've been, uh, of course, listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you happen to find a new one that we haven't heard of, please let us know. It'd be nice to find out. If you like us, rate us some stars. Tell your friends. Hire a skywriter. No, don't do that. I'm sure none of you can afford that. But if you if you feel like spending that kind of money on us, I mean, we wouldn't say no. Just, like, you know, pick your market, right? You know? If you feel like spending that kind of money on us, you should just probably give us the money. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not really my place to tell someone how to spend their how to, how to spend their, 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 their cash stupidly. I prefer to let that to leave that up to them. It's doing it marginally less stupidly than hiring a skywriter to write barely on topic in the sky over somewhere that's cheaper than hiring a skywriter in Massachusetts because I'm sure that's expensive. So, like, writing barely on topic in the sky in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> What's this Nebraska you're talking about? It's obviously a made-up state. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, of course, you can also uh, talk to us or, um, on, on, on Twitter at Barely On Topic or um, uh, on Facebook at Barely On Topic Podcast. Or, uh, of course, um, you can, you know, brave our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. I am at Claude Julien's Awful Goatee. Also known as at VA from RI. Tim. Whoa!